Hi everyone, welcome to this special episode of Girl in Skies podcast. A happy Father's Day to all our kings, to all our future kings. Um, today's episode is super special to us. Uh, we are joined by four dear friends of ours who come and who come together to speak about their experiences as black men. So they touch on topics like relationships, they talk about family, they talk about what culture is and what it means to them. Um, we have thoroughly enjoyed listening to this episode and we hope that you will too. Sit back, relax and enjoy. What are you drinking there? Hi, 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 hi. Help. Some spiced gin. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, spiced gin. The good life, good life. In ten, in ten, in ten, Guys, uh, well, you know, it's been last. When was when was the last time we were together? Gosh, it was last Father's Day, right? May. It's a year. It's a year, isn't it? No, yeah. May twenty twenty. No, it's twenty twenty. The twenty twenty. Two years, guys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is two years. Unless I'm this. Yeah. I'm... No, it was twenty twenty one. It was twenty twenty one. It wasn't twenty twenty. I'm not sure. I'm. Yeah. I. I think it's. It feels like a while anyway. Let's start by yeah. in like doing some introductions. I'll start with you, Mister Cow. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, hey, guys. My name is Lee, and I live in England for now. Um, yeah, and I am. Um, I'm. I'm of a good age. <laughs> okay, let's go with age, relationship status. Um, the, uh, yeah, age is, is is a good age. Um, relationship status. I'm not available, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's me. <laughs> Okay, Ndava. Uh, hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Ndava. Uh, what do we say, age? I'm 29. Yeah, I'm 29. Uh, I live in New York. And our relationship status, still single. Oh. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, hi, guys. My name is Tabo. Um, I am I'm legal. I am legal. Um, I uh, live in the United Kingdom. I live in Cambridgeshire, uh, and I am happily in a relationship. All right. Yeah, boy. Right. Nice one. <laughs> well, we want to want to know more about that, Mina. Um, so my name is Tawazi Simoyo. I Hi live guys. In... Hi guys. <laughs> hey. So yeah, I live I live in Manchester. Um, I. I am 42 years old. Uh, I know I don't look at look at this. This is perfection, right? Uh, <laughs> some of some of lucky. Yeah. So yeah. Um, relationship status is for me to know and for you to find out. But yeah. Great, great. Can I just 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 ask um, all, all of you? I, I think all of us, except Tundaba, are above are, are nearing 40 or above 40. Yeah. When was the first white hair? I'll tell you. I'll tell you this story. This is a funnier story. So a while ago, um, the company I work for now, I started working for for them about seven years ago. So I got there and, like, they said to me, "This is what we want you to do," 
and I was like, shit, what am I even doing? I don't even know what they're asking me to do. So I was sweating it. You know, Ndaba, like sometimes, like if you're not familiar with the tech that you're working with. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I took a break and and then I went to the toilet. I just washed my head. I was like, I, I really need to get myself together. I looked on the mirror and I could see this little thing sticking out of my beard. And it was like a, <laughs> a gray. <laughs> This is seven years ago. I was like, I I panicked even more. I just then I was like relentlessly trying to pull it out, but like now I I embrace it. Like you know, I think it's uh, it's a look. I like it. You know, there's salt and uh, do I do you see some grays here? Yeah, yeah I see, see the Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it now. Now I've embraced it totally. I I had my first white hair when I was like seven. Really? Ah, uh, dude. Yeah, I've always, I've always had like a little tuft of white hair. Yeah. Oh, for real? Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I think, I think, I think I, I noticed my first one. It must be about four years ago. I was just combing my hair, combing my hair, and then you know sometimes when you comb your hair, you know, not like you know. So I'm thinking, what's this thing that doesn't want to come out? <laughs> this thing doesn't want to come out. So I ended up sort of trying to pull it, and then I was like, and then that was the beginning of this. I don't know if you can actually, wow, if you can actually see. There's a few. There's a few there. You know. I, I've, I have an out of pocket question. Uh, Do pubes also start graying? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the reason I ask, guys, because, like, mine was so traumatic. I think 22nd of February this year. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think, you know, you're oiling your face and whatever. And then I see something white just over here. There's still one, just one single one. And I was like, really? And then I tried to pull it out and it wouldn't, it wouldn't come off. It wouldn't, just wouldn't come. It was, it was just there. And yeah, I, I don't think I'll forget that day. And uh, it's to this day, every day I look in the mirror, I'm like the white hair, you know, so getting on a bit, bit geezer, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think uh, obviously in that way, you're 29. I'm probably right to assume Lee and Gamma, you guys are, uh, are heading towards <laughs> Celebria Gaming up, and uh, you're 40 now. Mm, I'm 40, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that that happens naturally. So I think what what I wanted to talk about, like first, is you know it's been a couple of years. Um, I'm not sure exactly how how long it was like since we did this, but um, what is COVID like? What is the lockdown? What has COVID changed in your life? Yeah. For me, COVID changed a lot. Um, especially like because like I used to live in Boston and I used to work for a particular company. Uh, and then I got laid off there and I was like, oh, fuck, it's the end of the world. Uh, joined another company, was not happy there. But um, because things went fully remote, I finally got the chance to be like, fuck Boston, fuck this company. Moved to New York, which I'm very happy about. Changed jobs. Love my new company. Um, and so, yeah, um, that was that was kind of the positive thing for it. I'll, 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 always, I'll always ask people who, who, who move to NYC, cost of living, dude. Yo. <laughs> New York awesome. is wild. Wow, like what? Especially rent now. So the neighborhood that I live in, 
pre-pandemic, a one-bedroom was like maybe $25, maybe $2,600. Now I can't find anything that's less than $4,000 for a one-bedroom. Yo. It's, and it's not just that apartments are like mad expensive. Like there's this one joint um, asking price was four grand. But because people wanted to live in that neighborhood, it ended up renting out for $6,100 because people were just outbidding each other. Like this city, this city is ridiculous. It's just, it's stupidly expensive. So you, you moved from Boston to New York now, Debra? Yeah, baby. Okay. Lee, Lee in, a, um, in, in terms of like uh, just your life, what, what, is, uh, what has happened in the last two years and what do you put down to the lockdown or COVID per se? Uh, to, to be honest, I, 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 I won't even lie, and uh, I, it, sometimes it will come out wrong, but once this COVID thing was happening, it was just, it was really good for me. Um, uh, the this, this sort of job I do always demanded that you're in the office. It, it, they, that's how it's culturally, um, traditionally, that's always how it's been. But we realized that, um, you know, you don't need to be in the office. So I've literally been home uh, the, the whole time. And yeah, uh, being home is okay. But then I've had more time with my kids. I've had more time to do school runs, stuff I would have never been able to, to do. I also get any by 6.20, you're up out of bed and by 7.20, you need to be maybe at the station or whatever. That, that, that's gone. That's literally gone. And uh, I, I now do school runs, um, wake, wake the kids up, bathe them, feed them, take them to school. So uh, that, that side of it has, has been, been really good. But then uh, again, we, we can't just can't be the, the, the downside. No, not everyone had that opportunity. But then there's the savings as well on transport uh, to, to, to work. You you can wake up at quarter, if, if you don't have kids, uh, you can wake up at quarter to nine if, if you're starting at nine and, you know, you, you can be by your desk <laughs> or your, your home desk at, at, at nine o'clock. It's, yeah. it's been so good for, for quite a lot of people. I know it's been really good and yeah. Um, so, so you'd say like um, the uh, the way you work has changed, right? Um, incredibly, and and I think I'm more productive for it as well. Uh, okay. When I, when I am at work. Tama, when I what what like um, obviously I'm not trying to drill down to the nature of your job. I just want to know like if anything has changed in the last couple of years. I not just well, work wise, like even family. I think I think for me the changes have actually sort of happened recently, but um, during COVID, nothing nothing really changed as far as my sort of day to day routine. Um, because of the field I work in, there's no there's no work from home. It's it's impossible to do that. Okay. So so you know that part didn't change, and obviously we were <coughs> exempt from uh, being shut in doors. We were allowed to travel to our place of work because of the industries that we work in. Um, yeah. So my day-to-day didn't really change. Um, I think the only difficulty was um, seeing, seeing friends, seeing family. That's where the challenge was, you know. Um, 
that's that's really where my 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 my, my biggest challenge was. Uh, but you know, technology kind of bridged the gap a little bit with that. So you're kind of able to to keep in contact. Um, so that was good. Um, like I said, I mean, my only changes were sort of sort of recent uh, sort of new job, same industry but uh, different different position. And um, now I am working from home. I'm still getting used to that. I can't I can't I can't even focus. Like I'm traditional like that. I can't read ebooks. I still want uh, you know, so yeah, I'm still traditional like that. So I just feel I'm more productive when I come come into come into the office more okay. than Mina, the yeah, the thing is, um, so I think one thing that the the last couple of years has taught me is that I used to think I, I had a bullet a bulletproof psyche. Um, I used to think, you know, I'm the guy I can cope with anything. But the lockdown, shish, like I don't know, like if you guys want to talk to the, like uh, on this, like mental health is for me has become like a a, a big thing a big focus for my life i think Uguti. uh you know uh <clears throat> you know I, I i live i live by myself and um you know just spending countless hours um like at home by myself you tend to you know think and think and think and think until you can't think but yeah so the, the that's what I'm, i mean so i think yeah, I realized like, you know, no one can operate as, as an island. I think yeah. you just you, you you need a need bridges wherever you are. I, I will say I think like the one thing that really saved my mental health was that house party community, right? Because mm-hmm. like I was also living by myself. It was like midwinter in Boston, so a short day, snowstorms every day. So just like depressing weather, depressing space to be in. You couldn't go out. Like all the restaurants and stuff were closed. So talk to talk but about House Party. What is House Party? Oh yeah, so House Party is this app, which RIP. It was. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was this app where it's like it's like a video group chat, but you can like hop in and hop out of like different house parties, and and I've, that's how I met all of you. Um, but yeah, like during the pandemic, like after work, you'd hop on and like people already because of the time difference, people already like six drinks deep chatting about the most random shit and then like you know you hop in you talk to these people and the people on the side of the world start joining in later um and yeah got to meet like a lot of amazing people got to have some really awesome chats made some amazing lifelong friends from that and if i didn't have house party i have no idea where i'd be like that just that's safe like oh my god life would have been so rough without that yeah definitely lee you got something to say no um so, so I, I, and again, I, I had a totally different experience. I think d- during lockdown, had a, a newborn, a new newborn baby, and that was literally almost the focus. Um, I hope police are not listening. Broke lockdown rules several times. Uh, you know, we 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 carried on like what well, it, it was normal, but you know, like um, I had me me friends and <laughs> You 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 flouted a few regulations here, and the ayers are my fifty pounds. Ayers are my fine. Ayers. Yeah, yeah. I'll party gate. I will be a gate. Yeah, no, no. He's out there ten doubting party with Bojo. Still dealing with those guys. They they won't be coming to me. But you know, I I, I hope no one reports me. But you know, like uh, yeah, we 
we chilled out. But uh, um, I, 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 I was quite fortunate. I, I, my family quite close by, friends quite close by. So yeah, we did fly fly the, the regulations a little bit. But then be, be beyond that, like um, when, when you talk of like mental health as well, uh, during the lockdown, uh, I, I I didn't have much issue. So then. This year, like in, in South Africa, people like um, uh, Ricky, Ricky Ritz uh, and um, um, Patrick Tribe, because these, these are black men, these are, are people who have got really seemingly successful. They've got literally got everything uh, going. Yeah. Then they, and then, you know, it, it just becomes too much. And they, they take, so there, there, is, there is really something there. Um, with Ricky, Ricky especially, that 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 quite touched me because, like, um, I once DM it. I once DM'd Ricky Rick about something. He actually responded. Uh, so I, I was like, this guy who had time for everyone, and that's that's the, the feedback that everyone gives gives. He he had time for actually everyone, and and in you know like. Yeah, there was, there was it says it says a lot about like men and mental health, isn't it? Like, um, Sifela Pagat, like you know, we we don't out our pain, um, and you know, you get to a point where someone's like really suffering, like Ricky Rick ended up like you know, ending his own life. Even for people like Ricky Rick, like as you said, he had time for a lot of people. I think another thing that men don't really understand when it comes to mental health is you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. right and so even though like you're going through a lot and you need that time to yourself us gents never take that time to just like let let everything settle get like into a good mindset from it so like you're going through all of this and you're not saying anything and people don't know you're going through this but they're still asking you for stuff and you're still out there being being there for people still communicating with people like instead of just taking your time and then you just get to a point where you've been running on empty for six months it's a bit too much. Yeah. So, so um, what I want to want to segue towards, like, um, you know, Zimbabwe. You know, how 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 are you guys? How do you handle black tax, for instance? Like, you know, talk about talk about mental health. Like, I think if you if you got like folks back home, and you can't say to them, "I'm not feeling fine today. My head is not like feeling too well." Like, um, you know. Black text Lilianzan. How, how how are you guys dealing with that? Yeah, that's an that's a never ending one, bro. That's a never ending one. Uh, I mean, uh, I think towards the end of last year, um, Amasela stole electric, you know, electric cables just just near just near and It it affected. I think he's in with ten. Um, and they so just turned around and said, uh, okay, you guys are going to have to pay towards, towards that. You know, um, I think it came up to about two to about 250 us dollars per household. So it was 10 houses that were 10 households that were, that were affected. And you know, my mom is on insulin. So that was three weeks without, without electricity. So, so we paid the 250, but the company that was supposed to re- replace the cables turned around and said, ah, there's no stock, you know. So uh, insulin became ineffective, really. Uh, my mom ended up going into hospital and a hospital visit is for a diabetic 
probably you're looking at four days to a week to stabilize the trigger that I care. You're looking at maybe, I don't know, three three K US at least. You know, so it's just it's just never ending. So that was towards the end of December. And then it happened again, I think February. February, electricity was gone for almost a month. Uh, same cabling issue. So I think we, we just decided, we to, look, we'll just go off grid. So we put money together, my brother and my, my younger sister, put money together uh, and we just went solar. So we've, we've put solar on higher. We don't have to really worry too much, you know, about, about electricity, but it's just, it's very expensive to, to get sick at Kaya and it's just... How, do, how does that make you feel though? Like, um, uh, 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 like you said, it's ongoing. Like, it's, yeah, you're just, you're just living on edge, you know, about, you know, you're, you're almost, we are Saba when, when, when a WhatsApp text comes through and you see 263 or you see mom or you, and you're just thinking, ah, oh, damn, what, what, you know, it's almost like you're just waiting for something to go wrong, you know, so... That's the bit I've I've really struggled with, um, you know. It's just oh, so so we we need a test. So we have for mali, you know, and you know you don't always just have a few thousands just sitting around all the time, you know. But when something goes wrong in Zim, it tends to be a few thousand needed to repair to to fix yeah. whatever. That is. So there's always like a few thousand next week. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's um, so, Ndaba, Ndaba, when I'm being a younger guy, like how, how, how does black tech affect you? For me, it's uh, I think that where, where it hits me hardest is guilt when I want to do something nice for myself, survivor's you know I mean? guilt, yeah. Because there are times like you know, I like I travel a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And there'll be times where I travel, and then like you'll get comments from people back home being like, Oh, oh I see. You traveling? <laughs> oh, you're in Puerto Rico again. I'm like, right? Okay. And so, like, when you're out about like you know spending mad money on yourself, you think to yourself, "Ish, but like, should I buy these shoes or like, is someone gonna need like 500 next week? You know what I mean? Or can I go to Belize or is someone gonna be like, "Hey, show me they stole wires at the house." Like, you always think about that shit. Yeah, Leo, Leo, and I know. Last time we spoke, you said your parents were were, were here. So I guess, do you relate to any of these? Um, I I, I do. I, I I do. Um, like, so my parents are no longer here. They they now like, uh, dip in and out of of here, and and, and so they're around different countries. Uh, they're going back to it. Just they really really are self sustaining. Uh, but um, for for me, the black tax. It, it it doesn't affect me directly, but um, there 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 are times where now there's legal when the funerals and when there's these bad things going on back home where where you have to kind of dip into your pocket, um, and, and for me it's, it's a bit difficult as well because and 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 I'm done around three, so you know after after all the nursery fees, after all this that and the other, then you you, you find you have to. To dip into your pocket a little bit. But I, 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 I totally relate to it. Um, yeah. I mean, for, for me, I think the, the one thing I can say about Lectex is fatigue. Like, um, you know, I've been away from home for 22 years now, and I've had to constantly do the same thing, like year in, year out. It, um, you know, 
I don't begrudge anyone. Like Zimbabwe is what it is, right? And yeah. you, you, you can't you can't begrudge people that are, are caught up in a kai. But it's yeah, it Like it's 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 it seems like a never ending thing. And you know, um the, the, the worst part of, of Black Text, I think like for our generation, you know, you guys the closer to forty guys. Um we we came here while we were young, uh, like well, I came here like 20 years ago, like I say. Um, and it's been a constant thing, like just literally, um, you know, supporting family back home. And my my parents worked really hard when, you know, Mesa um, Sevenza and then their, their pensions became absolutely nothing, right? So that, that, that's the problem for me. Like um, the state of Zimbabwe, it is. What what do you guys think of? Like, are you invested in Zim at all? Does it invoke any like emotion? Wait, just uh, before before answer that, I just want to tackle on one more thing for black tax. The other thing, especially like being abroad, that's infuriating about it is you have your coworkers and friends who don't have to deal with that, uh-huh. and they don't understand it on your end. Uh-huh. So when you say shit like. They'd be like, hey, let's go do this thing. And I'm like, I can't, I need to send money back home. They're like, oh, just let your family back home deal with it. And I'm like, yo, that it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a couple of friends who who sort of uh, married across the, uh, the racial divide. And a couple of them struggle with the sending money home thing because, you know, it's like, my friend. Mine's like, up, mine's up a feet, land. It's like, yeah, umama, umama needs money or muti or money or And the wife would be like, NHS, NHS. Why doesn't the NHS pay for it? Like, it doesn't quite work like that. But, uh, you know, I, I get what you're saying about it's just, you know, it's it, not everybody will understand the struggle. Yeah. You know, not yeah. everyone. Well, one thing I'll, I'll say about tax as well is that, um, Good, good on everyone who who understands the value of black black tax. Um, there, there are lots of stories I can I can recount of people who've been kind of funded by Umundo overseas, and had that funding never been there for education or whatever, lives their lives would have other people's lives would have turned out so so badly so so differently. So you know, like uh, to everyone who understands black tax, because uh, honestly, there the people who wouldn't, who wouldn't give a hoot, they they they, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't care. So you know, like I, I think it says a lot about you guys who, who, who do the, the the black tax thing. Yeah, I think oh, when you oh, when you when you when you sort of hear the the, the stats being thrown around, which he, um, I don't know, I know one year it was like a billion US dollars. Um, of remittances, you know, into Zim. And you think to yourself, Uti, most of that money, unfortunately, is going to be uh, consumptive spending, you know. Uh, yet, if, if, if it could be repurposed to, 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 to more production, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it would um, pull a lot of people out of poverty, but you know, it's hard if you're my mom's i'm just my mom's med, medication alone i think she's probably looking at 150 us dollars every month on medication alone wow you know it's it's just that's that's the sad bit of it there's a lot of money going in 
you know, a billion US dollars is not a small amount of money for a country with what GDP, GDP, what 20 billion or so. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So, so Tavo, Tavo, um, segueing into, um, into Zimbabwe, like, uh, like I was asking earlier, like, are you invested in, in, in what's going on back home? Like, um, let maybe talk about like politically. No, I'm tired. <laughs> in a nutshell, I'm t- I'm tired. I'm tired. Do you want to see change? I'd love to. Um, I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, I just I just don't see it happening. Maybe it's a, it's a defeatist attitude. I don't know, but I'm born in Sanzagala, and I don't know, man. I'm just at this point. I'm just looking after me and mines, you know, as best as I can. Uh, that's all I'm looking at. Uh, I, I think, think lost cause for me. I think to add to that, for me, I'm getting the longer I'm out of zone, the less and less and basically I get into it, right? Like if you look at politics, for me, like politics in America will affect me a lot more than politics back up. So. And that's yeah. the politics that I end up following. Also, a lot of my friends and family are out of the country, right? And so, like, I don't have deep ties to Zimbabwe anymore besides Zimbabwe just because, like, all my siblings are out, all my friends from high school are out of the country, most of my cousins are out, um, and so, like, it's for me now. It's just the trend that used to grow up in, and I'm just getting slightly and slightly less invested. Because it also, like, Zimbabwe doesn't do anything for me as a citizen, right? Like, even now trying to get my passport is the worst fucking experience. Like, something that simple, and you're like, like you can't even, you can't even do that, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you want to go um I, you... um I, I am i'm invested in in the election this it's just for me it's probably not for now it's just for like later on like at retirement age and when i'm when i'm getting on it you know um something that's that's come to to to, to the fore for me is um things like energy bills I've I've never heard anything about energy bills, but um, the tariff went up by my, my tariff went up by like eighty something percent, and I'm actually it was mad. It was mad. Yeah, and 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 I'm actually and I'm actually feeling I'm like you know that that's 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 like at least a couple of bottles of whiskey, uh, you know that, that I'll have to think about. You know, kind 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 of every, every quarter. It, it, it's just it's 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 crazy. I'm thinking when you retire, uh, for, for for starters, uh, I, I've tried to everywhere I work, I'll get a like get into a pension scheme, maybe contribute a little bit more. But when I do like the, the analytics of of uh, when I retire and reach retirement age, if I'm still in this country and uh, I'm getting this much, but the cost of living is here. You know, you remember, you know, gold. I want to that. I want to this kind of thing, and um, yeah, I, I don't want to be in this country and and really suffering. I, I want to be able to be in the sun somewhere and play golf, and and, and I don't think this country, like where I am right now in the UK, I don't think it, it will offer to me. But I, I think, but if I'm in Zim, if it's a functioning economy. That, that's that's a good way to, to, to retire. In the same way, like um, uh, people in the UK retire in Spain or Portugal or, 
or whatever mm. is a low cost of living and and nice sunny yeah so yeah pinching goes further so i'm i'm actually invested um uh, from that point of view um yeah my my my, my and, and where i'll, I'll retire I, I don't think it's possible for me to retire in essex if if i wanted to retire in essex, uh, 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 at 65 i needed to i've got a colleague uh the colleague um sorry uh the colleague who started pension contributions in 1999 and that means when he retires uh, like on, on, on 50,000 pounds a year kind of thing and I know my pension whatever all the pensions that I've had I've been working I've nothing close to that I'll, I'll have that yeah yeah to, to uh, add that to add that as well right it's my, like there's yeah to add to that as well like there's so many things like same thing with the US, there's so many things that are preventing you from being like retiring comfortably. Like for example, buying a house, right? And this isn't just New York, this is now the entire country where you'll see a two bedroom home easily being a million dollars. Everywhere from New York to Boise fucking Idaho, right? There's no ways I can afford that. There's no fucking way I have $200,000 in my bank that I can go and just put as my 20% down payment. And even if you do that, there's gonna be some asshole that's gonna come and buy like give them a cash offer with a 20% bump on it. And so now I'm thinking to myself, if I'm like, by the time I'm 60, a one bedroom apartment in like a city like New York or even fucking Bozeman, Montana will probably be like $30,000 a month at that point with the way inflation's going. How the fuck am I going to afford that? And we don't get pensions. I'm on a 401k. Like how the fuck am I going to afford that? So I won't be able to own a home. I won't be able to pay rent. Like, yeah, yeah, yes. So, 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 like, as my 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 investment is it's it's not it's not about now. It's like I'm just thinking about later on. And the guys who are running the country right now need to get off. They 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 just they they, they just need to go because they've just ruined things for so many people. Like um, but I'm I'm a pensions. You know, like if your parents were contributing all mutual, for example, uh, uh throughout their lives. The pension got wiped out, not because all mutual, uh, um, all mutual will try whatever they can, but the government could have prevented that happening because all mutual, all mutual owns almost half of Harare's buildings, and those buildings are still owned by all mutual. They, all mutual just used the the excuse that it, it dollarized and all the pensions were were in cash, which is obviously a load of. Yeah, it's nonsense. There's, there's, no, there's no there's no cash deposits where you save pensions. Exactly. So those, those people's pensions are there, but just because um, you know irresponsible government backhanders, you know people who who were paying every month towards the pension get like ten fifteen dollars a month. Imagine a month because you know uh, or mutual could get away with it. It's it's. It's it's crazy. What I wanted to speak to was, um, like, you know, the stuff that's happening back home, like, it, it affects us, right? Like, we are, um, I hope I speak for everyone, like, you know, we're all in, we're lot, well, I don't want to say diaspora, but like, we're, we're just, we're abroad, like, we left home because it wasn't comfortable, right? 
So uh, in terms of being invested in what happens at home, I know how you said you're not, you're tired of it, but like there, there's some emotional investment there, isn't there? Because you want things to be fine, don't you? Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so so what about, what about like the, the, the outcome of next year's elections? What are you guys hoping for? Um, <laughs> same same thing we hope for every 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 cycle, but hey, you know it's just likely to be the same results again. Just just okay. I'll read I'll read you one again. You know what? Um, I, I was I was quite um moved so this morning. Um, I was, I was on Twitter, and it turns out. I think it was the most wanted guy in Rwandan genocide was hiding in Zimbabwe in full sight. Uh, interaction and supportive government um, really? officials. This 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 government that we have right now, if I honestly, is terrific. This week alone, they're like, uh, no one can lend. The banks can't lend. Lending is funded. Way, way under the sun has made sense, you know. Uh, so, honestly, any any change from, from what we have right now would be so good. And and and, and again, it's, it's, there's this um, Instagram page called Zim Millionaires, or the, the people driving the cabins, and, and and like really strange, strange stuff for country which is apparently in, in, in poverty. Did you see the the mayor of sorry an an MP uh, MP Wekwokwe somewhere yeah. in Kokwe, living uh, somewhere in Harare? He's got like um, I think it's a Porsche. I don't know. Was it a Lamborghini? Yes, yeah, yeah. Lamborghini truck. Yeah, and apparently he's been keeping neighbors up uh, like all night, like revving his car like nobody's business. Yeah. And this is an MP. The, these are. These are the. I think. I think for me, the worst thing about Zimbabwe is, it's not the old guys like the Mnangagwas, You know, the ones who think they own the country because they fought the war. It's the new breed. I think they are even worse. I think they. Yeah. They. They, they are just gonna be something else. They're probably gonna hold the country at ransom for even longer. What do you guys think of like um, this whole thing about? Um, the shield thing being taken down at the airport why why that's my question like why like why 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 what is the benefit so the um so the the rumor goes um the uh, minister of transport um was flying through jesham kavugo nkomo airport and saw the nguni shield and and said that's a tribal thing take it down that's why it was done. I think it's called Mr. Mona or something. The M- oh, why? Why are we a free trade fair? So why, why are we a free trade fair? Why are we a free trade fair? So just okay. to see, it, it probably is not it, never been to a Eblai. Who you know is minister? Because I got free airport where one of seeing it for the first time. That's that's very telling, actually. And then then and then like oh, it's got to be taken down. And, and the people who describe it being t- taken down, they're like, it, it wasn't being taken down like 
guilty or whatever would you know the, the it was violence it was done with 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 violence and emotion uh, when it was being being taken down so like it just this tells you everything <laughs> and it's just it's like it's like that it's like that uh how they changed Avenues, right so it's not just that they changed it but what they replaced it with is garbage that shit looks like it was printed out on an a4 paper and just stuck up there yeah, it's, it's great but 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 it, it, it's, it's a continuous pattern because um I, I, I don't know how, how much you guys follow that land but then there are people who've been trying to get um uh, memorials you know like how in every town there's a memorial um yeah. for world war ii and uh, people who died so um for example for in various parts of of, of matland they've been trying to erect parts with names of people who disappeared um, or emasculated or whatever every time they erect a, a, a memorial within a couple of of days or within the week, desecrated, desecrated, it's been destroyed, and 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 whatnot. And it's the same, it's the same mentality, it's the same. Uh, 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 um, so, what do you what do you think? Like, is there any hope in Zimbabwe? Like, is there gonna ever gonna be tribal cohesion at all? Never. I, I don't. I, I I hope I hope there 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 will be. I, I mean, because I again. If we look at like models like it is South Africa, um, you know, I don't know how, how, how guys, guys travel there, but you you go to say Cape Town, you go to KZN, you go to uh, Johannesburg. I think there's lots of it's um, Kauteng. Yeah, Kauteng. Yeah, but but you know, there's different languages in every different province. Even the number plates of the cars are different. Even the the minister. So people are allowed to kind of, you know, run, run things the way that they... There's Heritage Day where you're allowed to celebrate who you are, which tribe you are, right? Um, without, like, being... Without shame. So people go to work, you know, you know, uh, they wear whatever it is they want to wear. Um you know, with the straw head and, and so on and so forth. Um, and that's celebrating like differences in a nation. Whereas in Zimbabwe, um, I think, I hope like this comes out right, but like there's just like Sh- Shona um, supremacy is like, is on demon time. Like, like this whole thing that we're talking about, like taking down a sign at the airport, because the minister looks at it and thinks, oh, this is a developing, take it down. But you are in, in Bulawayo, right? Ugo Bulawayo, this is the land of the Ndebelis. How? Why Why would it offend you? In Harare, there's uh, the Great Zimbabwe Monument in Robert Gabriel Mugabe Airport. And no one has ever said, oh, that's a tribal thing, take it down. So... Um, for me, it actually pains me, the fact that um, I think it's it's a ZANU-PF thing. I don't think that in Zimbabwe there was always ever like uh, people thinking they're better than others, like this one tribe dominating everyone. It's It's been a ZANU uh, thing. ZANU has, has made sure that we're divided. We don't trust each other, um, you know. That's why, uh, you know, in South, you're talking about South Africa. South Africa, how many presidents have, has there been since... Um, 
independence. Uh, three or four, right? Yeah. So first one was Mandela, who's a Kosa. The next one was Mbegi. Mbegi is another Kosa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the next, huh? Oh, Mokantle. Oh, Oh, Halima I don't know. Yeah, I think but, it's Yeah, I think so. It's and then the, there's there was uh Uzuma Zuma is Zulu. Now there's this guy Um Shang Um Shanganan. Oh, oh, is he a baby or something? I don't know. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing like, oh, you you have to be this tribe to be a president. In Zimbabwe, it's so shameful. Even, oh, no, CCC, wanna love, you know, um, same thing that happened in the Oh, and they really can only be a vice president. Have you noticed? And that's why, that's why I think. And that's why I think like the tribal thing will never go away because like it's a cultural thing. And that's how Zan is keeping power. If you get tribal cohesion, what else does what else do the people in power have uh to to kind of keep the rest of the country oppressed, right? But is then but then uh, I think when people can relate to each other, like uh um you know, despite of which which tribe you're from, if if we can just see each other as Zimbabweans, like we all suffer the same. Obviously, Ndebele suffered suffered differently in the eighties because they were getting like literally getting murdered, right? But now every Zimbabwean, um, you know, is struggling. So, um, so what what incentive? So what incentive does like say a person in Zimbabwe have to break down the system and they're benefiting so much from it? Right, no, that's like, true. It's easy for us it's, to say yeah, abroad that's true. because it doesn't that's affect true. us. Yeah. But if if I'm in Zim and like I can get that promotion because I'm shown and like the Ndebele guy that's gunning for it can get put down because of that. I'm not saying that I'd actively go for it, but like people just be quiet and be like, oh, it's, this, it's the same thing with white people, right? Like um, exactly. where we are. So, you know, they all say, oh, you know, it's terrible what happens to black people, but they're not going to go against the system because the system favors them. Exactly. And that's the problem. I think once uh, everyone in Zimbabwe um, appreciates that, um, you know, we are all, we're all like one, basically. Because, you know, it, it, it Obviously, we were suffering from the 80s as as Ndebele's, and we are here now, like ZANU-PF 40 years later, have totally failed, and their failures are affecting everyone, right? Uh, we shouldn't have to wait to, to get to that stage. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, on, on the uh, shield thing, do you notice that there's like deafening silence from CCP. Absolutely. So I was on a space or Twitter space yesterday where I, I it was a fundraising exercise. And um, they, so I, I, I went up and I, I got speaker and I asked like, what is the position of the party? Why has the party not said anything? I'm not going to lie to you. I've donated because, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys like you've seen BK, hosting like spaces to raise like donations for CCC for CCC candidates in whatever land. And I do go on there and donate and stuff like so I went up and asked like why hasn't anyone said anything? And yeah, the silence was deafening. They they literally were deflecting it, like people that yeah that were just on a space. I said like what is what 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 is your opinion of what's happened? And they were just all deflecting. And it's really like it's disheartening, to say the least. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That, that's, that's, that's really sad. It's, it's like, these guys, 
get into power, well, what's, what's the guarantee that they actually understand the issues? Uh, it's probably going to be too cheap. It, I think CCC are just like um, ZANU and CCC are two chicks of the same bum. Literally. <laughs> I'm stealing that line. <laughs> it, it, it's just that. They're just two chicks of the it's same the, bum. It's the same shit. It's the same shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I see you now. I see you. Yeah. So um, I guess let's, let's move on a little bit, guys. Um, you know, things aren't easy right now. We're talking about like you know, gas prices and like, um, and stuff like that. Um, so what do you guys think about like cost of living? Because it's getting expensive. Things are um, getting hectic. Why is outside so expensive? <laughs> I swear, the second my foot leaves the house, I'm ready $20 down. Yeah. Damn. I've, 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 I've felt, I've felt the fuel prices. Um, I used to fill up my car with like six or seven pounds. And I filled up today, it was 110 uh, pounds. Not only that, there was um, this electric gas and electricity. I was looking at the tariff, I'm now, I'm now paying by 33%. I, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, then, I, pay no I think 33% is generous, isn't it? Some people said it's been going like up 100%. Mm, I've heard 52, 49. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's great. Um, my direct debit month is 300 something uh, for, for, for gas and electricity. It's, it's, and and, and I, I pretty much live, you know, on my, on my own. So I don't know. I really don't know um, how this will, but it's it's not good. And then just goes back to my point about retirement. Where where am I going to where am I going to get retirement? And I, can you imagine if you've got a direct debit of like two or three hundred pounds? Oh, when you retired, you're home all the time, and call, uh, I think all the people feel the cold a bit more. So you know it's, yeah. it's eating on that heating always on. Yeah, and 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 if you like your your wine or whatever, you'll have to forget about that. You'll have to drink water uh, or orange. Yeah, so yeah, uh, crazy times. I don't know how cost of living has impacted you guys. You know, and as well, like cost of things like nursery fees. You'd be like, I could be going on that formula one day, so I, I could be, I could have that Porsche. You know, like. And Lee, when are you a father? Yeah, father to what three now? Three kids, right? How old's old's your youngest? Uh, one and a yeah, almost two. So you um, you're, you're going, you're getting towards forty. Are you close to that point? Yeah, at all? close to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you're still happy to? Are you have, gonna have any more? I'll, 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 I'd love to have more, but you know, like when I when I start doing the sums and when I when I know <laughs> yeah, how, how, how the quality of my my of, of my personal life, the, the kids, I think the kids would be fine, but the, my personal quality of life, you know, I, I think I've reached the point where I know that uh, that Porsche is not coming, uh, is not coming. 
<laughs> so, so um, being a father of three and uh, not having any kids, what, what advice would you give him? What I would say is like, um, I, I think uh, in, 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 in Miami, I didn't have those kids, or if I had one, whatever. Maliam, I'd, I'd probably spend it on, you know, maybe going going to the pub a bit more, maybe going in for an extra two or three holidays, maybe, um, you know. It, so just, you, you're saying you should have fun a little? No, what I'm saying is, is, is that that money would have otherwise have been spent on Isindor, uh, but then I'm actually happy. I, I feel a, a sense of fulfillment. I feel happier that uh, you know I, I actually spent it on on raising the next generation of, of, of kids. Okay, I see. Yeah. So so I, I I do feel like instead of no, I'm not saying like luxury things or luxury for yourself or self care. And what you self care is is yeah self love. Yeah, self love. I'm not saying it's it's wasting money, but I, I think I did a lot of that in my late teens, early twenties, and whatever. And and I feel like my my, my focus and pride priorities have shifted a little bit. I, I would love to, I really love to have as many children as, as I possibly could, but the money the money doesn't allow. Um, I really love um, time I, I spend the yeah. most enjoyable enjoyable time. And compared, yeah. compared to going to a holiday, Spain, or, or, or spending like a weekend anyway, camping with the kids in the, in the UK, on balance, I'll probably spend, uh, I'd rather spend time with them. Do you have any like um, fears or maybe like, are you like apprehensive about anything uh, about being a, a, do you want to have kids to start with that? I so for me it's not about wanting to have kids, it's about wanting to have kids with the right person. Okay. I think I'll be happy not having kids. I'd rather not have kids than have kids with the wrong person. And also have kids and I'm like not ready to have kids. I I don't want to feel I don't want to feel like I've been pushed to make the sacrifice. I want to be in a space where I'm like, all right, cool. Let's 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 go into this into this new phase of life. So what are you looking for exactly in a in a in a lady? Like not much. I think it's it's not particularly qualities of the person. It's like, can we be a team? Like that's the only thing I care about now. It's like, can we be a team? Can we deal with things together? Like that's it. Because I don't want those cases where like, you know, people are being super passive aggressive. Like you're not communicating well. You're fighting over really dumb shit. Um, also, actually, there's one quality. She's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> I don't wanna. I don't wanna deal with that shit. I don't wanna deal with that shit. Come I'm too on, African to find nice words for it. Come on, um, just put you on the spot. How many kids have you got? I've got two. Abanga none. Two, uh, fourteen and ten. Okay. How how do you straddle like parenting and uh, being? You said you're in a relationship, right? Yes, but not okay. but not the mother of the children. Okay. How do, how, do, how, do, how do you handle that? Like um, being a baby father and, and um, you know, um, dating. So, so far, I think, I think it's going okay. I think 
I think if, once I make uh, my relationship a bit more long, so far I think it's going okay. But I think once I once I make um, my my relationship a bit more long term, perhaps there'll be a bit more to to deal with. Um, but that's something I just kind of kind of expect. Uh, it's not it's not easy to blend families, you know. Um, okay. It's not going to be an easy thing, and I'm not expecting it to 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 be. I still want more kids. I'd I'd love to have more kids, maybe a couple more. Um, okay. So so, yeah yeah, it's uh, fun times. Leo and uh, um, your kids. Uh, you said you had three kids, right? Um, are they all by the same lady? No, no. Uh, uh, sadly, sadly not. Sadly not. Okay. Yeah, a two by one one. How would how do, how do you handle having kids by? I'm not going to say multiple, but. Um. It 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 works as as long as you all have the interest of the children at, at heart, and then if 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 you really have the interest of the children at, at heart, uh, well, I, I, it, it, it won't it won't stop things where working properly. You need to have the interest of the children. If that's the only thing that drives you, then that that's. I, I think, in, in my experience, that that's that's what will all make things work. Um, yeah, but it, I think the worst thing sometimes is when children are used or weaponized. Then yeah, and you, know, you have other people administering the life, like your your little children who who can't uh, deal with. Then um, yeah, but but I, I think. Um, you, you put the children at the center yeah. of everything. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to know, like, um, don't raise your eyebrows as if one is losing intensive. I just want to know, like, um, are there things that you're doing now to get yourself ready to be a father? Like, at 29, like, you should be seriously vetting uh, people. To be potential like uh, mothers for children, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's because like I'm just I'm not ready. I'm like dead ass not ready for that. I'm not ready for like a serious relationship either. You need uh, to move out of New York, dude. Damn, that's <laughs> problem number one. Yeah. Um, I really there's like a lot that I need to work on on myself. Um. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that I I kind of put off that I need to mentally deal with first uh, before I kind of get into that, you know. Okay. So um, yeah. one one thing. This is a cancelable take. So be careful how you answer my my next question. So last week, um, you guys know a guy called Kevin Samuels, right? Um, mm-hmm. he died. Who's who's that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Um, let's. Uh, I'll start. How? Uh, do, do you know what I? I I saw uh, rescue team. So I, I I've never heard of the dude. Okay. Uh, but, um, the 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 people have been telling me about him. Uh, maybe they come from from from, from the wrong. There's there's a clear divide. You know. Uh, you know the the people who are like openly like 
not rest in peace or rest in hell or, or whatever. You know, really hated the guy. I don't know what he did to, to deserve it. So I'll, I'll probably learn from you guys what, what care, care, family. Okay, Dabo, when, let's hear from you. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I give you reasons, though. So my thing about him that's very annoying is he's 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 like part of that incel community that consistently blames women incel yeah 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 it's just uh yeah not incest incel Incel, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like that consistently blame black women for their own shortcomings right and so like a lot of things that you would say about women especially black women be like oh like you know uh, you're not a high value woman or like black women are like giving all these problems about black women like oh black women are hoes like black women are like you know don't look good and all that shit right when that nigga's nothing himself and I'm like on what pedestal are you saying all of this shit right when you're nothing yourself and like that was and that's it's not like he said that once or twice that was his entire persona like that was his bread and butter like that's shit that he would say every fucking week and the people who were like diehard Kevin Samuels fans are some of the worst people in the world. So you're like, just fuck that nigga. Come. That's his <laughs> word, Bob. No, um, like, like I said. No, I, I, no sorry. Um, I know you've said. Um, no, we jump on your gum. He's a good routine. Um, okay. I mean, I think, I think what I've sort of, um, realized from, from, from the bits the bits I've heard about about uh, Mr. Samuels, and I, I mean, I will, I will, I will say, I have watched some of his videos, and I think uh, for one one thing, it doesn't apply to me. I'm not a high value man. I'm not six feet tall. You know, I'm not six figures. But I can tell you right now, I have no problem getting women, none whatsoever. You know, hey. so so he's not he's not really speaking to me. Um, I think I think I, I don't know I don't know in the states there what the situation is, um, but but clearly you know what was his I think I think there's he's over over a million subscribers YouTube over a million subscribers Instagram. Um, I guess his mes- message is resonating somewhere. Um, what I what I will what I will say is, like I said, I've watched some of his content, and I think there is a lot of, uh, but that's typical of sort of YouTube and social media where things are clipped and posted, and then they sort of if you if you don't understand the whole context to drive a, you, a certain narrative, right? Yeah, to drive a certain narrative. So I, I will I will give him that in the sense that. Um, maybe some of his messages are taken out of, of context because people don't um, go, go, go deeper than the, 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 the short, the short clip and the sound bites. But nah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really what I can say about, about, about Mr. Be- Sam. I will say one thing, a sharp dresser, sharp, sharp dresser, like his taste in perfume. Cause I like perfumes. Um, you like and, Ken, uh, he's tasting Ken. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna look and smell good in the casket. Yeah. Good for him if anyone goes <laughs> to the funeral. But and that's, and that's and that's about it, really. Um, he's he's not, he's not, his message is not quite relevant to me. 
Uh, I think so. My wait, I got I got like two fundamental problems with like a lot of people like Kevin Samuels, right? Is that one thing they try to generalize people and in a very unrealistic way. And they're like what I like to call where the bitches at niggas, right? Like those guys who like will be at like say at the club and they try to go for like the baddest person in the club. That girl that's like again, baddest person in the club. She's out here doing her own thing. They try to shoot their shot, or they're too scared to shoot their shot. And then instead of being like, yo, I, I hit a level, I try to hit a level that I can't reach, they'll come to you and bitch and be like, yeah, all women want is a guy who's six feet tall that makes six figures, meh, 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 when a woman like me. And I'm just like, because you're, because girl, you stink, dude. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with you? And then on top of that, he does that generalization for black women. Make you so you've heard of, six, do you know 666? Have you heard of 666? Is it that podcast guy? No, no, what does 666 stand for? Six feet. Six, six figures and six what inches and six inches yeah apparently like it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing anyway i'll give you my my take on kevin samuel so i experienced it maybe in a different way than most people because i actually started watching kevin samuels before he blew up he used to, this guy used to review perfumes right and he used he was like a style guy on youtube I watched him like maybe three years ago or something like that. Cause like like you come, maybe I'm fond of like you know a nice meal once in a while. Um, so the thing is, Kevin Samuel started roasting men before he started roasting women. Like, there's go and look for clips on YouTube him roasting men, like literally roasting men. The moment he started um, talking about women, I think he realized. I think he was like pandering. Well, he wasn't pandering, but he was. I think he realized he was trying to play the uh, the algorithm, the YouTube al- algorithm. He realized like the more he talks about this thing, he, he literally just blew up and up. And I, um, I think he said a lot, a, a couple of maybe problematic things, right? But people grasp on those problematic things. Mina, um, there are things that I actually kind of like learn from him. Things like. Um, you know, dating with intention. He's always preaching about dating with, with an intention from an early age. As soon as you you are ready and you think you can you can you know you can afford to be married, you know, start to date with intention. The the earlier it is, the better. Because the obvious thing is the pull things things out. The older you get, like there's there's just no no running away from that. And he was like he was a proponent of that. He always like preached it and i think the other thing he was trying to preach as well was like don't just like separate with your partner for whatever reason try and you know stick it out and try and and make your marriage work because leaving a marriage and now you've got kids and stuff like that um you know it's not going to be easy for you it's easier if you actually work on on whatever issues you have as 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 um you know as a couple that's what he, he preached as as well the other thing was um i think it's this like it's called like menosphere thing it's called they call it like the red pill content where um he talks a lot about how uh women have never had an issue telling men uh, like how they want them like you know um you know you know this told that can end something right Mm-hmm. That's how women describe me. Oh, and I told that can end some guy. And you don't blink twice, do you? Like you don't think would ah actually 
Well, I'm short and, you know, I'm not dark, I'm not handsome. So what, you know, what about me? And, you know, like I'm telling you, like these days there's the 666 thing, right? They, uh, and I think he was, he was saying women have no problems telling you as a man, this is how I want you to be. This is the type of men I want. But when men do the same thing, if you dare to say, oh, I, I want a light-skinned woman. Oh, my God, it's over for you. I'm telling you. But this, but this is my thing, right? This is, and this yeah. is what annoys me the most about Kevin Samuel. Said it's, there are not a lot of women who say that, who actually say, who say that. What? A lot of women who actually believe that. That would like come, to you, like come to you, the person that they're interested in, and say, this is what I want in a man. You need to be this person, right? But if you, if you ask and a lot no, of women, uh, if you ask a lot of women, women. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you ask them what their preference is, that's completely different. Like if you ask, if you ask any guy what their preferences, they'll tell you straight up, right? And you can talk to other women about what your preferences, and they'll be like, "All right, cool, that's your preference." I think well, you get you get mad that there's is, a guy who states your preferences. Wait, 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 wait. The problem is, right, is that people make these opinions on a platform like Twitter, where like maybe a hundred people out of the billions of people on the planet will come to you and say this is garbage. But Twitter is not a representation of real life. Most people look at them and be like, "Okay, dude, on light skin girls, you move on." But he'll see that reaction and then make guys believe that all women are like that. When that's not the case. Yeah. So for, for me, I think where, where I got lost, like um, I watched the, I watched him like when he started blowing up. I think I got lost when he started having, you know, the soundboard where he was like clowning women, calling them big Shirley, playing like a, a trumpet and like saying, oh, you're big, yeah, this and that. I think that's where I got lost. Uh, and I, I don't think... Um, the other thing that it was like against was women raising kids by themselves. What you guys like, like Rihanna said previously, like she, it would have gotten to a point where she would have just had a child. It didn't matter if it had a father or not. What, what, what's, what's your guys' opinions on that? Like um, women choosing to, you know, if if the time's up for them, if they feel like the time's up, they just want to maybe have a, a child. They're not gonna wait for a man. Mm. Ah, I say it's your body, dude. What the fuck you want? Um, it, it, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one because um, you 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 sort of you sort of you you, you hear. I mean, there's there's studies out there of of of, of the outcomes of of children from uh, two parent households versus ch children from a single parent household. And you then think to yourself, okay, best chances of the best outcomes for children, two parent households, you know, in, in, in my mind anyway, that's how I, I, that's how I reckon it. So to me personally, uh, and I might get, get a bit of pushback from this, it's, it would be a rather selfish, selfish, selfish decision to, to decide to have a child on your own because I, I think there's the, the then you're looking at all these things working against um, the, the 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 outcomes for the child. Um, that's that's my personal look on it. I I would rather um, a two parent household, you know, with the right parents, obviously. With so you say you, you would you you're not you don't favor one like a woman raising a child by themselves. I would not favor a, a single parent. Period. I think I think both parents have have their contributions to make. I think 
personally, mothers are probably more important in the uh, in the earlier years, and I think um, fathers come in, you know, um, maybe when the kids get a bit older, pre pre adolescent, you know, for that discipline. You know, what, what do they say? Fathers keep daughters off the stripper pole and kids out of jail and their sons out of jail, you know. Um, so I think there's a, That's a new one for me. Yeah, so I think I think there's a contribution um, that both parents um, can make, obviously in a health in a, in a healthy environment. So my personal opinion, uh, I'd rather it be a two parent household, and that's not to say that um, obviously single parent households uh, will result in will automatically result in poor outcomes for for child development. I'm not saying that, but with the statistics that are out there in terms of uh, kids dropping out of school, uh, incarceration, drug use, uh, teenage pregnancy. I think there's a case to be stated for uh, a two-parent, uh, a two-parent, a healthy two-parent household uh, raising children. That, that's okay. So um, let me ask you a question. So you you said you're in a relationship, but not with the mother of your children, right? Yes, unfortunately. Is she raising the children herself? As in, as in She's the a single parent, yeah. I, I, I would classify her as a single parent, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, why didn't... Because if you're saying it's, it's optimal, like having two parents, why mm, did you leave? On the spot. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, things, things happen. Like, you know, thing, things happen. Um, so you, know. you wouldn't stay for kids? Um... Let's just say maybe I could have done things differently when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's hear you. Uh, given that you've you've uh, said Uguti, you have three children, um, not with the same lady. So, um, like, how? What? What do you think? Like, what made you leave a relationship and and go and start another one? You know, uh, sometimes. I, I don't think you, I think when you commit to a relationship, you know, um, and I'm, I'm anyone who probably knows me, I put my absolute all, my absolute every bit of my energy to, 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 to stuff. But, you know, if it's just not working, it's not working, you create a toxic environment for the children, you, you create, it, and, you know, it, it doesn't even just affect you. That fits everyone around you. So uh, that, 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 that's what I'd say. But in an optimal in environment, I, I, I don't I don't encourage um, single parent single mom. Just like like Ukama said, stats are all there. They're all there for for, for everyone to, to see. You can't even like um, or in the gap between children brought up in a in a in a full family or or, or nuclear family or traditional family and kids brought up in a, a a family where it's just one parent whether it's male, male or female the, the stats are just are just so difficult and you know it's something I've always known and it's never been you know like uh, like who says Things, 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 things happen. For me, like 
generally speaking, and uh, I, I'll always, I'll always say this, this they outchange nothing about you know, whatever I did. You know, I, I think you, know, you just got, you just get, uh, sometimes as a, as, a, as, a, as a parent or the other half, you back, get back into such a bad, bad situation and you realize that for the sake of the children, you're probably better off uh, in, a, in a different different environment, reconfiguring settings. For, for, for the sake of the children, rather than you know uh, your, your own self interest. But now, honestly, I'll I'll still say it again. I, I'm totally against um just just being raised by one parent. Mm-hmm. I'll give an, an example. So, like I say, I, I'm very hands on with Baba and Donovan. Uh, in a typical morning, you wake up in the morning. There's feeding, there's bathing, uh, uniform, whatever. In a in an ideal environment, if two people are helping each other, it's it makes it so much easier. Even like dinner time, bath time, you know, like alternating, someone can be cooking and then and, and it's 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 a, but but if you just don't have the person who is uh, support that sort of environment. Or, or, or once that that, that sort of environment, then you just. Uh, so my so my thing is, I mean, I I was basically raised by a single parent. My mother was here in the U.S. She left when I was eight. So it was just my dad and I at home. Like all my siblings had left. It was literally just the two of us. And I think he did a pretty decent job because at the end of the day, right? Like you have a lot of people who are single parents, and sure it's a huge toll on them. But if you're a present parent. It still comes. I mean, like I think I came out okay. You know, there were some things that like I was like, oh, think... I miss my mom. I think. I think. I mean, there are some things that like I was like, maybe my mother could have done that better. But it was so trivial because yeah. my dad stepped up all the fucking time that it didn't matter. But also, like on the point of like having two parents. If we're being honest with ourselves, in most relationships, even like if you're together, even if you're married, like. More, more, most times it's the mother is still a single parent because other partner's not doing anything. We're not helping out. You know what I mean? And so, like, she could be married. Sure, the father could be there, technically. But if all the nigga does is, like, just come home, watch TV, no, no. and, like, not really help out, then the mom's still a single parent. There's but just think, more money coming into the house now. But I, think, I, think, I think maybe, just to maybe push back slightly on that point, I think I think men now are more involved. I think I think I think maybe our parents' generation, um, like my dad, I, I, I cannot, I, I don't know, I don't know who changed my nappies when I was a baby, but I can tell you, my dad was not that guy. You know, uh, I'm sure that was all left um, to my mom, and I think we come from that generation where fathers were probably not very involved um, in in the um, upbringing of their children. But I think uh, from, from, from my personal experience, I think maybe because coming, coming um, having my children uh, abroad where you don't have the support from, 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 you know, family, you can't afford a maid, you, you know, in most cases, you might not even be able, able to afford your, uh, to take your child uh, to childcare. Uh, that responsibility lies squarely on you. And I think um, I 
I I relished. I didn't know I would, but when when it came down to it, I was very present at the very uh, very early ages. You know, when when my children were born, I was I was there. I was doing it all. I was changing nappies um, for my firstborn. My my um, the mother was was at university, so I was working nights. And I was at home during the day, looking after the baby, cooking, cleaning. I was doing, I was, you know, I was doing it all. It was hard work, very, very hard work. But uh, now looking back, I don't, even, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I enjoyed it, um, and I think uh, my children thrived from that, from 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 having Early me as well yeah. as the mom, uh, both there and. Um, both our input into 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 their lives, but I think my, my original point was I think the attitude towards being being a father now has just has I think has um, gone beyond just being a provider. I think I think fathers now uh, are becoming more more present um, in 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 raising their children. Um, that's anecdotal experience, personal experience, and anecdotal experiences. Um, I don't have any stats. I don't have anything. Yeah, so um, I agree with you. I agree with you there. My, my, my point was that, like, obviously, the, the most ideal thing is having a two-parent home. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter what the composition of the parents are. I'm just saying that, like, there are a lot of single-family, people that were raised in single-parent households that, that, that turn out fine. So if people do want to have a kid and they're not waiting for someone, I think they should go for it if they have the capacity to do so. Obviously, if they yeah. don't have the capacity to do so, can I ask um, you guys um, one thing that um, I'll ask all of you, maybe you can state different things. Like one thing you, you wish women knew about men. I, I'll say one thing, <laughs> I'll say one thing. That we are also capable of looking after infants because uh, my, my kid's mom struggled with letting go. She struggled. Um, I think a lot of women struggle and think I think men are incapable. And sometimes, because I, 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 I get it a lot where uh, a lot of my friends who have uh, young children will say, ah, you know, she doesn't allow me to do this. And, and sometimes you even see it, you go, you visit, uh, you know, uh, maybe the guy is doing something, I don't know, changing the nappy or changing a dirty shirt. And then she'll come and sort of just take over. Ah, let me do it. Let me do it. You know, okay. um, I think, I think I, I would like women to give us, give us a bit of grace, you know, okay. whether they are more naturally inclined to, 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 to uh, look after the kids better than us. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I think, um, if, if they could just give us a little bit of grace, um, I got that grace. Um, albeit it was a bit, it was a bit forced because of the circumstances. Um, and I think I did pretty good. I think I did a pretty good job. I didn't kill the kids, you know, they're alive, you know, they were fair yeah, here now. Cabo, yeah. same, same question to you. Um, what is it? Well, it, it, it doesn't have to be this, like, uh, the same as, um, actually. What what is it like generally? What do you what's the one thing you wish women knew about men? I, you know, I, I I really feel like um I, I think when you come home at the end of the hard day's 
all you want is, is like peace. You you want peace. you want you, you want you want you want peace. You want you want to you want yeah, just to 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 be at, at peace. You know, you spent the, the whole day uh, fighting, you know, like with, with your <laughs> with knee on your neck. Um, you, you, and all, all you wanted to do is come home and uh, play, play, play with your, your your children. You you just don't want any 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 struggles beyond what, what you experienced. It, you you had that rude view. If you if you if you're uh, catching a bus to work, you had that rude bus driver. If you're buying something at Tesco, you had that rude. And and when you come home, it should be just a place of peace and, and serenity. And if uh, uh, I, I, I feel if you're not getting that, well, what are you doing? Well, what's 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 the what's the point exactly? You know. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think for for me, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's probably like a general point. I'm sure women would say the same thing. You know, when I come from work, I'd love some peace. And uh, when I get honestly, I I'll try to find a nice to put it. Uh, Gents want to want like a safe space where they can be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is that like a lot of times you show that vulnerability, and then like your woman will like roast you, or they'll come, or they or they'll gaslight you, right? They like invalidate your feelings about things, and then like you just immediately shut down because you're like, why would I talk to this? Why would I open up to you if the last time I opened up to you, you made it about yourself, or you told me to stop being a little bitch or some something around that, right? Then you just like, you just end up getting to a point where like you don't open up, and then you'll start complaining, saying like you never open up, and I'm like, yeah, because when I do, like you mean about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or it's used, or it's used against you. Yeah, you open up and exactly. You, I, I, I I can assure you guys today, I will never put myself in a vulnerable position ever, ever again. You know, like yeah, it's it's not. I think I, I think I resonate like um would I think peace is probably more important. Like um, you know, you you want someone that um. That gives you peace, right? Someone who who is not up for an argument, like a, a drop of a hat, like just because, just because. I think peace is, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I'll go for that. Um, so maybe this might not like, um, not not this might not be for you, Ndaba, but like you guys. Like what? What? What is the best thing about being a, a father? I mean, given this is like uh, going to be a Father's Day episode, what is the best thing about it? You can talk to me and allow it about like your experiences with your dad and stuff like that. What? What is? Let, let's start with I'll, you, Ndaba. I'll say, uh, uh, my experience as an uncle could be could be better. Okay. Um, I. First of all, I love being an uncle because I get all the fun of having nephews with none of the responsibility, and it's phenomenal. <laughs> I love it when my nephews will like ask for shit, and I know like my siblings may not want me to buy that, but fuck them, it's my money. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil my nephews. Um, oh yeah, we should probably cut that. Up. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I think the thing that I really enjoy about it is just getting to see them grow as people. And you start seeing them be super curious about stuff that like you used to be curious about when you were a kid. Like my brother's kid, I was on the phone with them and he was like, Oh, have you ever heard of Pokemon? And I'm like, 
I was there when that stuff was made, and like you, you get a talking about this, and you see like all the excitement, and you remember like yeah. the excitement you had when you were eight, and Pokemon came out, and you just like, you know, it's just it. They also just remind you that like the world is interesting and the world is dope, and like stuff's fun because like you have a whole week where it's like the same stuff over and over again, and people are knowing you, and then like you talk to this kid who's super excited because he can count to a hundred. I mean, he misses a few numbers, but good for you, kid. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds amazing. When I come again? Oh wow! Um, do, do you know? Um, so uh, I, I've I've had, I've had a uh, an interesting life. I I, I contacted my life by my life, like in in from my teens throughout my twenties. I, I did lots of um, traveling. I I, um, I don't. Know. Gone loads. It's not about you. It's about being a father. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So, like, I I really did enjoy myself when I was when I was doing all this. But then, when I I became a father, like my my priorities changed. So, oh, you you had no human being to look after, um, making sure they're they're fed, the nappies are clean, they're clean, they're all 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 that that sort of stuff. And, and I feel I feel like um, compared to, to everything I've I've done previously, uh, previous to that, this this has been the, the most uh, most satisfying. It's 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 nice to um my 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 kids. Uh, I'll, I'll put them to bed. Um, I'll wake up at five or six in the morning, and and they're in my bed, that kind of thing. You know, they they. Really, Look up to me. They, 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 they love. And it's, 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 it's a really nice, nice feeling to have responsibility for, 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 for uh, the, the growth of these young people. And, and uh, I hope, I hope and pray that I will, I will do the best by, by them. So yes, I really feel like um, uh, compared to the party lifestyle and all, all the things I've done in the past. Yeah, for, for me, this, this time when I. I've had my kids doing the school runs. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm contributing. Feel like a, a father in fact. I'm, I'm being, I'm being a, a father, and yeah. I feel like they, they, they appreciate it as well. Like there's nothing like that smile when. Yeah, I, I think I think it fulfills you, and obviously it's a great experience for the children. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like it's it's it's. it's Simple things like uh, the smile on on any face. Uh, obviously, it's sad in the morning when when you come to mop and they're, they're crying. Uh, but you know, like the smile on their face when where, when you when you come and, and you're going through the perspective class and they see you and then they're yeah not whatever they're doing they come running and you know it's it's it's, 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 it's really nice low 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 look at them it's it's cool when when I, I them up they they beaming smile on, on their face and and, and I, I don't know i mean maybe, maybe it's, it's like a, a, a character thing i just like happiness uh, where wherever i go and i i, I do really feel like um for the first time in in many years in my life you know like people are, are so happy to see me are my kids are my kids <laughs> and yeah i think i felt really fulfilled by by, by that aspect of fatherhood. Okay. Uh, um, Kamawena, um, what is the 
what is your greatest pleasure? I, I think it's, it's the milestones for me. Um, it's the milestones. I think especially when they were younger, because you know, when they're younger, they're learning a lot of things. They, they're just absorbing stuff, absorbing stuff. So where, where I think a lot of our, maybe our parents and maybe even some of our peers will will say oh um hey, my, my my wife or my partner told me that ah uh you know uh, pudding uh, stood up today and walked you know i was there you know for for most of the milestones you know first walk when they crawled uh for immun things like immunizations i mean i i think i did all of the immunizations uh, because I didn't, I wasn't scared of needles. So uh, I did all the immunizations, you know, it's little things like that, reading them. Um, books, bedtime stories. Books, bed, bedtime stories. Um, I have vivid imaginations of teaching them how, teaching them how to uh, polish their shoes. I bought kiwi shoe brush and taught them how to polish their shoes. You know, things like that. It's milestones like that that I just. Th those are the those are the greatest rewards for me. Those are the absolute greatest rewards for me. And Toina, you've got a. What, you're I've got an eighteen-year-old. Eighteen-year-old, eighteen, nineteen-year-old. He's eighteen. Yeah. So I think for, for me, the greatest pleasure is actually just looking at a young man that looks like me when I was eighteen. Right. Um, no, he doesn't behave like me because he's vegetarian. He's been vegetarian since he was like 13. Really? He's, he's, he's into the alternative lifestyle. He, he goes to the gym all the time. He's like a health freak and stuff like that. So he looks like me, doesn't behave like me. But yeah, I think um, it's just a pleasure of, of raising a child and looking at them and thinking, do you know what? I've done the best job I, I could as a, as, a, as a person. And yeah, with, with that, like, there's really no more to say. It, it's, it, yeah, it's, Ndaba, you'll, you'll come to experience it. There's no greater love than looking at, um, you know, a human being that you know carries your DNA. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but like 10 years later. <laughs> at, at, at 39, I think at 39, your swimmers are going to be weak. You need to try soon. <laughs> Show me, my dad had me at 45. I'll be good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like listen, this guy, listen, this on a lighter note. You guys, like, maybe, uh, you know, what, what, like, I, I'm into F1, like, any, any of you guys, like, like Formula One, yeah, guys. I, I haven't got over Abu Dhabi, that, 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 that still pays me to, to, to this day, you know. These guys literally. So why do we all support Luis? No, I, 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 I'm, I'm not. You're not ashamed of. Uh, I'll be honest, guys. I'm not a. I'm not an instinctive Lewis supporter. I recognize his greatness. I've I've supported um, the, the team that's Red Bull today. Um, it used to be called Jaguar before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That, 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 that was my team. Not, not that I, I support this now, but I've, I've supported Formula One uh, since I was a, a kid. But, or even Sisebla, you know, you know, Breed and Everett uh, near Richmond. 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I used to go go there to watch motor races uh, from, from, yeah, when I was there. There's actually a Zimbabwean who actually raced in F1, if you really need to know. His yes. name was John Love, I think. John Love. Um, John Love Motors, yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a race, there's a circuit in uh, next to North End called John Love. I don't know if that exists, obviously. But it I'm was named after him. I'm not okay with think we're lying about all this. No, <laughs> John Love. John Love is, is a is a Formula One. Uh, yeah, race. yeah. He actually got a point. I think. Uh, I think he had one or two points. Yeah. Constructors, well, championship points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What 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 about maybe like football? Like, how, um, where are you guys leaning? I mean, I'm obviously I live in Manchester. I'm a I'm a season uh, ticket holder for a. Um, Manchester City, I go there regularly. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> I am a very, very stressed out local supporter right now. I'm a stressed out Manchester United supporter. Damn. I, yeah, I, I, can we can I, remove him from this? Can we, move we only want top four teams here, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm Arsenal, but, you know, like, I, I haven't been able to watch football since Wenger left. You know, it's, it's just so difficult to watch the... Uh, like, yeah, I think you and me same, Kabo. You and me same, because oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's just you can remember that. Remember the invincible season. That that's when that's when I became an Arsenal supporter. I'm, I'm otherwise people Highlanders always hope, <laughs> but you know, I uh, since I moved to a new country, I needed to to to, to find it. Yeah, to find oh, a so different team. Yeah. That that season of the invincible uh, was was one of the greatest seasons ever. But we've just never been able to to get back to that, you know, all sorts of things, strategy, discipline. Although, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm struggling football. And then, yeah. and then this might leave Formula One soon. And I, I, I love motor racing, but then I don't know what Formula One is without Lewis, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, if Lewis has been there <laughs> since 2007, right? So that's 15 years. So um, if, yeah, I don't know how young or old you are, but yeah, that that would be a long time. I I started watching F1 in the I think it's probably in the nineties. Oh wow! Let uh, me tell you right now, I've never watched F1 ever in my life. I see tweets about yeah, yeah, I'm like ah, I'm sorry, guys. Atencena, huh? Atencena. Do you remember Atencena? Um, well, I know I know about him. I think he died in the early nineties, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I know about him. I don't remember watching him. The I mean, I, the first time I started watching F one was like when Schumacher was with Benetton. Okay, yeah, which is now Renault, I guess. Whatever you call, I think it's called Alpine now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- those are the th- that was the time. Uh, when, when I well, that, that was the time when I started watching F1. So, well, guys, I think we can wrap it up, right? Um, it's been a, a great convo. Um, hopefully, we'll do it again next year and not skip a year, right? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, 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 I think I read, I read, yeah, it was 2020. It, was 2020. it definitely was 2020. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. I mean, my beard was, was still dark uh, black then. Now, you know, it's salt and pepper. So it, it, it must be two years, definitely. So, so um, where where can people find you guys um, on your socials? 
uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is indubs, I-N-D-A-B-Z. On Twitter? Ah, Twitter. Let's leave that. <laughs> <laughs> so are your DMs open, Indab? Ah, my DMs are always open. Okay. No, but Bravo. you still have that, that track of yours. What was it called? Ngudi, Ngudi Sutra. Oh. Yeah, Ngudi Sutra. <laughs> I, need, I need to make a follow-up for that one. Ngudi Sutra <laughs> on, all, on all platforms. <laughs> I'm a winner. Where, where, where can people find you? Um, I think, I think I... You're, you're infamous on, uh, on Instagram for your... Indoor Zenza. Instagram, but uh, if if you want to, well, shall we say what you are doing on Instagram? Me? Or maybe so which year they leave it. Nah, let's let's leave, yeah, let's leave the crowd hanging. Okay, that was a cultural I, moment. I think I, I don't I don't I'm not I'm not really active on 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 Instagram that much. Um, any, at least not beyond just a bit of the occasional voyeurism. But I don't really post much on there. Um, I'm more I'm more on Twitter now. Um, my handle is at underscore tabo underscore gamma. Um, although I've not been active, especially this year, new job, yo. I was just it's been it's been you know. Um, I got I got I got a promotion, but like I I skipped. You know, get to some, get to some grades. Money, so, money, money. So it was, yeah. So it's it's been um, an in, quite an intense um, learning curve. So I haven't really been active on Twitter, but that's really where that's really where um, you'll find me at uh, underscore Tabo underscore Gamma. Yeah. Yo, Tabo, I say this all the time, man. You need to really get into voice acting, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you just be uh, radio host or genetic or something. They they say a lot. Yeah, yeah. Andy Kaiwenzagu Instagram. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on swiftly. <laughs> Mr. Kavu, Augustelo, and which to So so I'm on Instagram. It's uh, L I O K B O. So Lili Kavu. Uh, yeah, that's my Instagram, and then um, Twitter. You know, like when Twitter first came out, you know, you do a, a, a username that that's a bit far out. So it's L W E P H A T. You know, uh, yeah, that that says a lot about how old you were when you yeah, did that. Exactly, <laughs> like you know, I, I've still got a Hotmail account. I didn't know it was really <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Apparently, you know, um, if if if. If he's got a hotmail account, it's a red flag because it means he's a bit old. <laughs> I, I I I judge people like at work. If I see a CV with a hotmail account, I just know it's an old bugger. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Me um. So my socials are Tomoyo on Twitter and Tordimoyo on Instagram. You can find me there. My DMs aren't really open, but um. Yeah, I've uh, asked. Yes, something is a loophole. Carry on. Why are they not open? Nah, because I'm not entertaining anything. Uh, 
Yeah. Not really opened. So we'll 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 gap. Guys, guys, guys. Like you're complicating. You're complicating in the ASM. Please, please, please. <laughs> I, I said my DMs are not really open. Really? Or not, not, re- not really open. Yeah. Oh, no. So if you um, if you're, if you want to message me about politics and stuff, we, we'll, we'll have a ball. But if you want to <laughs> message me about bullshit, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. And nah, it's been cool, Jen. It's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah. Any, any final words from anyone? Oh, um, I, I, I think there's a, there's a there's a matter that was quite big uh, the time we we did his uh, in 2020. Um, Black Lives Matter, and how do you feel the movement has has gone? Has, has it improved people's lives? Um, uh, how how have you benefited? Do you think you've benefited from from it? It was all chatter, bro. It was all chatter. Uh, I'll, I'll speak from the U.S. perspective. Like, sure, there's more awareness um, and people are talking about it, but like in terms of policies, like the change and shit that's happening, nah, bro, nah, bro. It's still. Mm-hmm. It's like what I was saying about the Shona supremacy thing. Like, people chat about it. It's a NIMBY attitude. It's like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, just not in my backyard. Like, take take that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I think here yeah, there's a bit. I don't know. I've seen a bit more representation, uh, especially in the media. Um, you mean tokenism? Uh, but yeah, again, you know, um, <laughs> tokenism. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember Prince that's, 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 just, that's just about it. <laughs> I think. I think. I think I'm of the. I mean, I think my 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 natural disposition is very anikwekaya. So. I don't expect. I don't expect. Uh, I don't expect. I think. I think. I, I, I sort of see myself as a, a second. Cl- see myself as a second class citizen, and don't expect anything more than that. And I think. Uh, don't, I, be count, don't be counter revolutionary. That just lowers my expectations because otherwise, uh, I'd be running around punching people on the streets. So I think. I think for me, it goes back to what we're talking about, like. Um, if, if somebody holds an advantage over you, why would they want to give it up? Yeah, right? exactly. And I, I don't think there's any genuine efforts from the other side to get this sorted. Um, you know, Ndaba uh, would, you know, you, you can tell us, Joe Biden was asking for uh, money for Ukraine. He asked us for 33 billion, right? And he got 38. They said, no, have more. Yeah, that you can help those blue-eyed, white-skinned <laughs> people, right? Um, I think you've seen like clips of uh, reporters reporting in the Ukraine saying, "Well, you know, these are not your normal refugees. These are people exactly. with white skin and blue eyes. Yeah, They're yeah. not like Afghanis or whatever." Yeah. So it it just shows you, like, I think most of it is lip service. I don't really expect people hold an advantage over you to yield and say, ah, do you know what, let's be, let's yeah. now be equal. Like they, 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 there's really no incentive for, for them to do that. Yeah. And like, even if you look at representation, like so tech companies, for example, the yeah. representation would be like maybe one or two black engineers, but most of the black hires will be like in DEI 
for an HR, you know, mm. like every, every Sales, tech company yeah. I see, yeah, not like, like every tech company I see, like the only black person, but only like woman on the, on the board or on the C-suite will be like chief of diversity or chief people operations, but never like roles of power. Like you'll never see like a black CTO. You'll never see a black CFO. Like, cause why would they give up their power? Like why, why would they give up the power? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not saying like anyone needs to fight, but I think over time, I think it needs, we'll talk about this because like Africa needs to change. Africans need to change. Like we can't have, you know, situation in Zimbabwe where you had a, a fully functioning country in 1980, they, they took over and absolutely destroyed it. Like, how are you going to look at, how do you expect other people to look at you? The, the, the only thing they're going to think like Africans are dysfunctional. There's yeah. war up and down the continent. I know and it's constant. Really? Yeah. I mean, again, like, you know, these Africans that are in power don't care. Like, Congo's the way it is because in Congo, you don't need It's the, the richest country in the money. world, like yeah. the minerals, right? Because if you look at countries like the US, right? Like, the reason why it hasn't crumbled yet is because like a lot of people have a lot of wealth and there's like a certain point where like those people have the power to say no and the government has the incentive to keep people wealthy because that's where they get the majority of their money through taxes but in the congo people in congo are poor they're not paying tax money where where are these billionaires where are these leaders getting their money from natural resources from the embezzlement there they yeah. don't give a fuck about the regular person. That regular person isn't funding the government. That regular person is not funding their lifestyle. The Canadian uh, mining company that has half the mines there, and that's who they care about. So if we don't give them an incentive, they're not going to change. Yeah, guys, um, let's call let's call it here. Let's call it a day. Um, like I said, it's been a great conversation, and hopefully, we'll do this again soon. Maybe in a, in a year, yeah, hopefully, this time. Hopefully, Ndaba can host us in, in NYC. I, I want to do a Christmas in New York, peeps. Uh, I've, I've always wished that from young. I don't know. I think it's the Home Alone thing. I want to do a Christmas in NYC. So, that's... I, mean, I, I, always, I always extend the invitation. If you come to New York, I'll show you around. Uh, I'm always happy to have people over. Yeah. All right, my gents. Tavo. Right. Uh, nice to see Lee you. Dava. And it's hopefully we'll we all meet in person soon, especially Tennessee. Let, UK, yeah, know? let's definitely do that. Yeah. Hey, some summer's upon us. You, know. you are invited up north anytime you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely do that. <laughs> all right, my gents. <laughs>